You are now listening to the Moon Child. Woo! I think you couldn't tell by the tone of my voice. I am in a very, very good mood coming off of a W last night watching the game. Sacramento Kings are 3-1. and one. First time since 2015. First 2-0 start since 2003. So, now we're 3-1 versus the Nuggets and the Suns. Only two teams. We went 1-1 one one with the Suns and we went 2-0 with the Nuggets, which I value a lot. But, I'm trying to keep my composure. I'm trying to keep my composure. But we're going to talk about what is going right for the Kings right now. And I would like to start with the first thing after just seeing is that we're healthy. Um, I think we're starting to see our true potential when healthy. And we kind of been building this team for the past three years since De'Aaron Fox. I think we got to give the Kings credit. We got to give Vlade some credit for really kind of like bringing up De'Aaron Fox and building around him. We got to give him some credit, but Monte definitely finished the process of it. But it seems like right now we have an identity and I really value where we have an identity and we're playing inspired basketball. Now, what type of identity are we playing with? We are playing a nice run and shoot identity. We're playing fast, we're playing really fast. We definitely went away from that last year, but we're pushing the ball by all means. We're taking more three-point shots. And like I said, I always said last year, the struggle was that we didn't have no big men. And our our front court is looking way more improved than last year. Bagley, Rashawn Holmes, Son Whiteside, Bailey said it's a very dynamic front court that, that's very versatile. And it's just it's just nice to see. <laughs> Trust me, it's... I think a lot of Sacramento fans are kind of just, you know, just trying to keep our composure because, you know, it's like, oh, is the Kings winning again? Are we actually, like, going to the playoffs? Like, we're playing good basketball? Like, bro, when I tell you, when I was watching, we're, we're, we're playing defense and the rotations, everything, the communication, everything just looks on point. They're playing together, playing inspired basketball. And we're not being no slouches either, you know, we... Played a very good Nuggets team. Now, they did lose. I think they're going to have some issues this year, which is what I'm going to get into next. But, you know, speaking on our opponents, everybody pretty much had the Nuggets and Suns going into the playoffs. Now, the game we lost to the Suns, we lost by, like, double digits. But De'Aaron Fox had 5,000 in the third quarter. It was just a sloppy game. And I was already going into it like, you know, it's going to be hard to beat the Suns. Two times in a row on the back-to-back. I I felt like as long as we don't get swept 0-2, that's, that's the goal. You got to at least go 1-1. And since there's a lot of back-to-backs this year, because to reduce travel, I think that prepares teams better for the playoffs. Because, you know, in the playoffs, you're going to have to play the same team over and over again. And it's harder to beat the same team. It's hard to beat a team four times. So... I feel like that's in our advantage this year, playing the same team twice. So, though it's only four games, I feel like the real test is coming up. And that's the test of... Because we, we obviously shown that we can compete with good teams. 
And that, I think that the Kings have been proven that ever since De'Aaron Fox came, I think we've been proven that where we can compete with the good teams. Now, the real test is where can we finish off the teams that we're supposed to beat? So I'm looking at these next five games. We got, you know, one of those back-to-backs. It was It's not a back-to-back, but we play the same team twice in a row. We play the Rockets twice. I think one game is going to be without Boogie and Wall, but then the next game is going to be with Boogie and Wall. Played them on the 31st and the 2nd. Then we play the Warriors. That's a game we got to win. We have to win. go at least 1-1 with the Rockets. Warriors, I think that's a must win. They're not... They don't have clay. I think Draymond comes back, but I feel like we have a deeper roster. Played against him in the preseason. That's a game that we need to take advantage of. Take Steph Curry out the game. And, you know, Steph Curry's going to do what he's going to do, but try to take out, just make sure the other pieces don't go off, and we should be good. Our depth should, you know, outplay that. And then we got the Bulls, who is one of the worst defensive teams in the league. We have to take care of the Bulls. I went to a Bulls. And Kings game, and those are the closest seats I ever had. And the Bulls have talent. I seen Zach Levine up close. I think he can be. I, I had him going. I had him being the most improved player this year. I think he can. He's a guy in this league where I feel like he can put up thirty a game. He has that type of potential. He he has the athleticism. He has. He could score on all three levels. He's just very talented. I really like his game. But. That's a game we got to win, especially compared to the teams that we just played. We got to match that same energy that we that we played against the Nuggets and the same energy that we played against the Suns. And then we finish off against the Raptors, who is struggling this season, and they do not have a lot of help in the interior. So, now talking about interior, now going to these games that... So, with the Nuggets, uh, the Kings were playing really inspired basketball. Um, I'm gonna get into him in a second, but Tyrese being on the team just helps us significantly. All we needed to do in that, you know, playing against the Nuggets was check Jokic. Jamal Murray only played one of the two games, but Murray went 0 for 9. He only had nine points. Seven of them was free throws. And you know, if you're gonna ask me, I, you know, because the way Sacramento's perceived, but if you're gonna ask me, who do I want as my starting point guard? It's going to sound crazy, but I will take De'Aaron Fox over Jamal Murray. As a point guard, De'Aaron Fox is the better point guard. Now, if you want to talk about score, you know, because you can't say all-around player because defense, check, playmaking, check. Those go to De'Aaron Fox. Um, athleticism goes to De'Aaron Fox. They both could put up 20 points per game. Jamal Murray is obviously shown that he can go for 30, but is his defense the same as De'Aaron Fox? No. And he's not the best playmaker on his team. Jokic is the best playmaker on their team. And, you know, you can also look and see how the Nuggets would be with Jokic and Fox. So, you know, I don't think Jamal Murray is elevating the Sacramento Kings the same way that De'Aaron Fox is elevating the Sacramento Kings. That's no knock on Jamal Murray, but I think De'Aaron Fox is the better point guard. I think De'Aaron Fox is better than a lot of point guards. I would take De'Aaron Fox over John Morant and Trey Young. But the media is not viewed that way. I think a lot of people, because of the clout that they got, they, um, that they're put over De'Aaron Fox because of stats and not impact on how they run a team. Because De'Aaron Fox has found a way to make us competitive in the West for the nine, 9 and 8 seed um, since he's been here. I mean, after, since, after his rookie year. So if it wasn't for him, we would have never went to the bubble last year. So 
Um, definitely. But, you know, I convey that a lot, that he's not getting enough respect on his game. But, you know, nothing normal. Sacramento has to earn it. So, um, so yeah, with the Nuggets, um, I think we were just outplaying them. We played better defense. We got up better shots. And they relied on two players. And we had we had more ammunition to work with. We can beat them on interior. We can outshoot them. Um, the Nuggets just played through one player and one superstar player in Jokic. And that was pretty much the focus. He was going to do what he got to do, but the team wasn't enough. And we're just too good as a collective. Now, going into the Suns, what, what, what was unique about playing against the Suns is that because we wasn't playing our... We was definitely going interior a lot. So, Suns is definitely lacking on big man. Uh, Hassan Whiteside was eating them up. Uh, we got we got DeAndre Aiden in the foul trouble. He didn't want to run up and down. And we were killing an interior. Rashawn Holmes, Marvin Bagley, Rashawn, um, not Rashawn, I said Rashawn Holmes again. And Hassan Whiteside, they were doing their thing down low. And then guys like Harrison Barnes, he has more strength than a uh, Mikel Bridges. He has more strength than a Cameron Johnson. He was taking them into the interior as well. And then De'Aaron Fox, of course, he's going to blow by anybody that's in front of him because of his speed. So we were able to grab one of the games and... But they took the second one. We were fouling way too much. Fouling way, way too much. And the difference between those two games, we we went the entire first half of that Suns game without a shooting foul. The, the Suns didn't shoot one single free throw the first half. So if we can keep playing clean defense like that, and the rotation seem like it's more on point than ever, I guess we got a new defensive coach as an assistant, and he's making them play inspired defense. <laughs> I haven't seen, ever since I've been a Kings fan, I haven't seen them play this good of defense. I'm telling you that from experience. It's been five years. The last five years, I have never seen the Kings play this good of defense. And I think De'Aaron Fox is stepping up on defense too. He's playing defense like he like Lonzo and Ben Simmons. He's just mirroring them. And he has quick feet, and that's that's what he that's what he does. So yeah, that's what that's what he do. So yeah. Now <laughs> let's talk about Tyrese Halliburton, man. Definitely, he's gonna be top three in the rookie of the year conversation. What's so crazy is like, yeah, he fell to us. It's definitely a steal, but how fast. He has replaced Bogdan Bogdanovich right now. He brings more defense than Bogdanovich. Now, he's not going to be as aggressive scoring in isolation as Bogdanovich was, but he's knocking down a three. He's in the catch and shoot. He can play on, and he's a better, he can play on and off the ball. He's a combo guard. He's extremely versatile with a lot of basketball IQ. He's out there. You don't see rookies come on the court playing that composed like, now, he's not playing near the composure of like a LeBron, a rookie LeBron James or a Luka. But he's, we're playing literally all these four games. He's played probably nine of the 12 fourth quarter minutes down the stretch. He's been in the, all the big moments. He's played over 25 minutes each game. He's reliable. He can play the one. He can play the two. He can play the three. And he can guard the one, the two, the three. He doesn't look lost on the court. And he doesn't turn the ball over. Crazy stat right here through the first four games. He has a 19-3 turnover ratio. And two of those turnovers, one of them was a travel. And another turnover was rookie hazing. We were, we were dribbling out the clock towards the end of the game last night. And Buddy gave 
and you know we're dribbling the clock but it's a it's a two second shot clock and game clock differential and buddy hill passes tyrese the ball so he can get the turnover so he doesn't turn the ball over he stretches the floor he brings above average playmaking and <laughs> he plays amazing defense he's i think he leads our team in steals and he's doing this off the bench so everything that we thought of he's literally playing everything what we hoped he would be at way faster and it, it, it's good to see his progression because if you look at his first preseason game passive second one eh, passive but not as passive as first one third oh he's getting more and more comfortable fourth preseason game oh okay he's looking. and then when the regular season starts he just looked like a different breed out there so you know you look at his numbers i'm projecting something like 13 and 6 because he is sharing but he's making the team so much better he's making the team so much better and he's playing he's defending and he knows how to play the game so it's gonna be interesting um we can put him in so many different lineups and i'm, I'm kind of iffy about the starting lineup that we have right now it's right now it's fox buddy Barnes, Bagley, and Holmes. I don't know how I necessarily feel about this Bagley and Holmes, but Bagley got to get better on defense. If I'm evaluating him, he has to get better better at defense. I like to see him at center. I would really like to see him at center, but he doesn't play enough. He doesn't play. He's not that great of a rim protector. He has to get better at that. But that comes with experience. Um, he, he not he he definitely needed more. The way Tyrese, he just he just relies on his IQ, and I it, it's a joy to see. It's a joy to see how he plays the game. Marvin Bagley needs more experience. He was a one-year college player. Tyrese was a two-year college player. So it just takes time. Bagley been off the court for a while, but he got to improve his defense. He has to, so he can stay on the court in crunch time. He's always in foul trouble. Um, a lot of a lot of rumors and stuff going on from last night's game because. He had a fantastic first half last night. He had 18 points in 23 minutes. Um, yeah, 18 points in the first half, 23 minutes. And he literally only, and Luke only gave him like five minutes in the second half. Though we won, you know, it's like, you know, I would be mad about that too. And his, his dad on Twitter was going off. So I totally understand the situation. But, you know, me as a fan, I'm just happy to get the W. And... We're just going to move on from there. It's different games, different matchups. Now, when with, with Tyrese being these clutch minutes, he's going to get a starting spot spoon, soon, um, sooner or later. And I think what Tyrese has proved to be, and, I, you know, when you look at these recent drafts, this 12 to 13, 14 spot, you can really get a gem at this spot. Got some undervalued guys. And um, the player that Tyrese reminds me most of, is Shea Gilgis Alexander exactly like I, I viewed it? Long, versatile. He high IQ basketball player could play on and off the ball. Defends, lengthy. You know, sick being six five with a seven foot wingspan, that just helps. That just <laughs> there's, there's a lot of potential there. So, you know, his his thing was like, oh, that he has a low he has a low ceiling but a high floor. I mean, if you're if you have a high IQ. You're gonna be playing this game for a while, and the way he can, with hit, with his length being as a potential, the way he play, he he has a chance. He's like a Shea, um, and Shea is like a a better version, you know, a more dynamic version of a Malcolm Brogdon, 
high IQ players. So I'm really loving what I'm getting from Tyrese. We're loving all the all the fans are happy what they're seeing from him. He's definitely going to be in the rookie year conversation. Um, out of all the rookies, you know, if you compare what Tyrese is doing compared to Killian Hayes and Lonzo, I mean Lamelo Ball, he's exceeding them. He's outplaying them. He's it's like, you know, you can make an argument, oh, they're not getting as much minutes. Well, why aren't they getting as much minutes? If you're playing good, you're going to get more minutes. So Tyrese has, like, you can literally see that he's earning his minutes. It's hard to take him out the game. And he's he was plus 20 on plus minus last, yet last night. Plus 20. Nobody else on the team was more than plus 8. So it, it it was a huge game. It was it was a, it was nice to see last night because the resilience was there as well. So we were up by I believe eight points going into the third quarter. You know, third quarter, Denver went on the run. We were up at ten at one point. Denver went on a seventeen and zero run. Y'all y'all understand how annoying. And I don't know why Luke didn't call a fucking timeout when it went to ten zero, but. They went on a 17-0 run, and then Denver took the lead by 10, going into the fourth quarter. So, you know, <laughs> from recent games, we don't we always have to fight our ways. We always have to fight a way to catch up, and we always do it when it's too late. And we played; it, they were playing professional, composed basketball, and we ended up being the winners by 10. We, it was just great to see, man. It was just great to see. <laughs> it was just it was just great to see. Now we're three and one. We're tied for first place in the league right now. And let's talk about the Western Conference. Now, when I was seeing these games against the Suns and the Nuggets, Suns and the Nuggets, these are two playoff teams for sure. Or you know, that's if the Nuggets can make the playoffs because they they're having they're off to a bad start. They they looking like they need another piece. But when I'm looking at the Western Conference, I'm looking at the teams. And the two teams that look like they're for sure in the West is like the for sure that might, you know, that would have like going to the finals, being a finals contender. It's only two teams. That's the Lakers and Clippers. The West is wide open. And a lot of teams are trying to find their identity right now. And the Kings already have their identity. And I've been saying this for a while. A lot of teams that when people think of young teams making that eighth or seventh seed, people think of the Grizzlies and Pelicans because of the players they got. The Pelicans and the Grizzlies are not on another level of the Sacramento Kings. And if anything, we have a little advantage because, like I said, we actually have an identity. We're still there. A lot of other teams are still meshing things out. We don't have the high profile players, but we definitely got value players that does the same thing that a lot of players. Now, when you look at the Pelicans, what is the difference between Steven Adams and Hassan Whiteside? There is no difference. One, the difference is that one is making sixteen million, and we got Hassan Whiteside for only two million. Now, what's the difference between Montrez Harrell and Rashawn Holmes? There is no difference. Um, Montrez is three inches shorter. And he's making, I think, believe seven million more. Rashawn Holmes is still top twenty in field goal percentage. Rim runner, defends multiple positions, aggressive. He's just making less money. Less of a name. He's playing in Sacramento. Now, when you look at the Pelicans, you know, 
they're building their team around right now you know i think zion zion's really the second option now zion and bagley zion's more talented he's more dynamic but they're being used the same way as an interior finisher at the power four position they both got great second jumps they're both good great tenacious rebounders they're building around brandon ingram we're building around fox fox plays a more important position and a harder position and he's the floor general we have a solidified floor general and we just added another one in tyrese and then we also have a savvy vet in Corey joseph now you think about the suns they have a guy like javon carter what's the difference between javon everybody likes javon carter good defense savvy hustle what's the difference between him and Corey joseph Corey joseph been doing it he's been balling out Harrison Barnes. What's the difference between Harrison Barnes or Mikael Bridges? I know it's not too much of it. But is is KCP way better than Harrison Barnes? I don't think so. Jamichael Green. Think of these teams' small forwards. Derek, look at the Portland's small forward. Would you take Derek Jones Jr. over Harrison Barnes? Eh, I don't think so. Got Buddy Heald. He's a top 10 shooter in the NBA. I don't see why, you know, a lot of teams in the West lost something. I don't see where, you know, you're talking about as a team's perspective, we're competitive with a lot of these teams. We showed that we're competitive with the Suns. The Suns struggle on the interior. We can beat people in multiple ways while sticking to our, our formula. Now, I'm not trying to overreact. I'm not going to start calling shots. I'm still with my predictions and all that. I was about to come on here probably two days ago and make an episode because, uh, look, the East, I thought I was wrong about the Nets. I was wrong about the Nets. I think the Nets are taking it, but they lost Spencer Dinwiddie. If the Nets were completely healthy, I feel like there's nobody on their level. But now they're on the same level as the Bucks, Heat, and all that again. Now, with the West, there's only two teams where they're on another level then I feel like the Kings. I feel like the Kings can compete with anybody in the West. Because you look at the Rockets situation. Look at the Nuggets situation. The Thunder not on the playoffs no more. The Jazz didn't look like they got better. The Trailblazers is a little bit better. I had them being number one. But the Kings can still compete with them because we do match up well with them. I look at any point guard in the West and I don't see them as so far superior. They're superior to De'Aaron Fox, but they're not they're not like De'Aaron Fox is very competitive with it. he's still going to give them problems he's going to give Steph Curry De Damian Lillard problems on the other side I'll take De'Aaron Fox over Jamal Murray you think about the point guards in the west Chris Paul I mean you'll get I'll take De'Aaron Fox over Chris Paul right now I mean I was watching it for myself Chris Paul wasn't keeping up with that speed right now he's going very undervalued because everybody talks about Ja but De'Aaron Fox is right there, but he's above Ja right now. He's done it. He's in his four, he's in his fifth, fourth year. He's in his fourth year. De'Aaron Fox is doing it. He played better in the bubble. He has potential to put in more than twenty five and eight. He has been leading us, but he's not going to go out there and put these numbers. Put these numbers. He's going to make sure and help us win. And you know that's only if you watch Sacramento Kings games. But the numbers. 
he's he's gonna give up. He's still gonna put up nice numbers. He's not gonna put up MVP numbers though. But he's gonna help us win. He's gonna be a big part of a win. I, I kind of I'm kind of looking at a a guy that he can be like because he's starting to really improve in that defensive end. He's like it's like a Sean Payton. Sean Payton, but with a lot of speed. And comparing it back in the day, um, Russell Westbrook, but John Wall, John Wallish. But the thing about D Fox is um, he plays with a lot more finesse, which is much better. He's not jumping up 40 inches in the air, going 100 miles per hour. He really learned how to use his speed over these years. He had a terrible rookie year, but he's just constantly getting better as a leader. He's getting stronger. So, um, with with the pieces that we got, I mean, you, you hear the pieces we got. Like, think about this: you got Bagley, you got you can you can flip with Hassan Whiteside or Rashawn Holmes. We have a solidified veteran small forward, Harrison Barnes. Is he overpaid? Yes, but that does not value him as a power. You can look at his contract and say he's overpaid. Yes, he's overpaid, but still a very valuable small forward. Give me him over Andrew Wiggins, you know. And then we have Buddy Hield, top tier shooter. Darren Fox, all-star potential point guard. Backups, we have a savvy vet, Corey Joseph, Tyrese Halliburton, upcoming star, who's going to be a starter soon. Bealisa, stretch four, very crafty. People be sleeping on my man, Nemanja Bealisa. Serbian sniper, that's what I call him. And having us on wide side as the interior, we can just match ups in so many different ways. It's all about matchups. And we have a very versatile team to include also. We still have Jabari Parker not playing. We still have Glenn Robinson as well. We still have a Kyle Guy that's young and ready to start getting getting some three-pointers up. We have some depth. And I think we have a little bit more depth than a lot of other teams. And we've been building it. We have the identity. We've been They've been playing with each other for two, three years now. We've been building this core. So I think this future is bright. Oh, man, but... It's, it's exciting. I'm not going to try to get too ahead of myself. Hey, we're going to, you know, they might find a way to disappoint me in this next week, though. I might be coming on here on a rant. Saying, like, fuck, we just lost a bunch of teams that we were supposed to beat. That's how it works. But they're giving me more faith than ever right now. And we're just going to have to let it rock. We have to go three and five these next games. You know, if we go three and five, three, you know, win three of the next five games. You know, you add that to the record, you get you're looking at six and six and six and three. That's a good start. That's a good start in nine games. So we're gonna see where let's go. We have to go one and one with Houston. Gotta beat the we gotta beat the Warriors or Bulls. And hopefully we can beat the Raptors. So I'm Andy here. You're listening to a very excited Kings fan right now. We're seeing new times. And we're gonna hope for the best. Keep coming with these episodes. I'm not going to talk about... I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to talk about how often put out episodes. It's up for me to prove to y'all that I can be consistent. So, I'm in it right here. Hope y'all having a blessed week. Um, happy New Year's. Uh, man, we're about to be out of 2020. Uh, we're going to go into 2021 with some positive vibes. I know it sounds cliche, but, you know... I mean, we got to just appreciate what we have. It's, it's easy to talk about what you don't have instead of talking about what you do have. Um, and I think, you know, we're in a situation with COVID that we kind of been dealing with it. We're going into with more knowledge. We're not so ignorant. So we're going to see how things go. 
who would have thought? Because I feel like 2019 was a good-ass year for me. So we'll see how it goes. All right, and I'm out of here. Got to get started with my day. Peace.